Soy, the final frontier. I'm Comrade Britt. And I am Ghost Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Saddam Hussein, our ongoing mission. To explore new Trek episodes, both cringe and based, and to boldly go... To relive the Klingon War! Soy Trek the Podcast is here, one half vegan, one half queer, a hundred percent communist, unless we have a less leftist guest, with Patrick and Britain, talking, joking, farting and Star Trek, like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek, the podcast is here, so listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Grab a dab a ding dong, scooby dooby doo, ruh row, ruh row. Was it Tasmanian double? Oh, I thought you were doing like trying to scat man John or something. Oh, I wish. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what the what the Tasmanian devil was doing the entire time. He was just scatting. Yeah. We fucking love scatting. You know what? This is a scat cast. Fuck Hell fuck yeah. this episode. Ram bam dang. Marlon Williams. Eat your heart out, Scatman John. Yeah. Motherfucker. He's, he's dead. Okay. Well, fuck you. Whoa, what? We got Scatman Brit now. No, this, <laughs> I'm, I'm pro Scatman. So, so uh, aside, real quick, I actually have this long going theory that really goes on how history repeats itself. You know, like, mm. like the Foundation series we yeah. were talking about earlier. It's, yeah, yeah. it's kind of about cycles, yes. you know? Um, or like the Sopranos, how no one grows or changes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, here's here's a personal theory about the way things are. Mm. So, Scatman Carruthers came to prominence in about the mid-1960s, right? Okay. Scatman John comes to prominence in the mid-1990s, all mm. right? Guess what year it is now? Mm. It is the mid-2020s. Mm. And that's 30 years, mm. the same period between Scatman John and Scatman Carruthers. Do you think his soul just finds another body and goes into it? And it has to be like, a, it's like a 30 year cycle. What, what was that what Was that one movie with um, uh, um, John Goodman and, um, oh God, what's his name? It was about the soul jumping the body. I don't think I know what you're talking about. But like this guy, this like guy dies on death row, but he's able to like, his, his soul is like a demon and it can go into different bodies and inhabit them. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's a good movie. But yeah, I was just wondering if like maybe like Scatman, Scatman itself is an entity. Like it's a, it's like, it's not, it's like an angel or some sort of demon. Yeah, a fallen angel, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, a fallen angel Definitely. that can, yeah. that uh, just goes from host to host. I would watch out because if 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 the if the scat man's going to find a new host, like and you're showing your proficiency for scatting, uh-huh. you could be the next one. It'll, what if that's what I want? Oh, it's true. It'll be like uh, being John Malkovich, where suddenly you'll just be 
It's like good puppeteering and scat. <laughs> like, yeah, Scatman John will enter a small door that leads into your mind. <laughs> you can take over your body. Yeah, yeah, on the 13th and a half floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've got you. I've built ye a floor between the 13th. <laughs> between the 13th and the 14th for ye and yet a cursed kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to be the next Scatman. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, if we want to make a change.org petition, oh, because yeah. those change things. So Scatman John died. Yeah. That means either the and Scatman Carruthers. So, yeah. So, so that means the, that means either the the soul is already found. I mean the the Scatman has found a new host, uh-huh. or it's in the ether and currently looking for one. No, and so that's my theory. Is right around now it's going to find its host mm. body. Okay. Uh, because of the thirty year cycle. Yes. Yeah. And yes, I know that Scatman Carruthers and John were alive for a lot of the same time. So, but, but it's not that. It's not. It's not about like a soul. It's yes. it's the soul of Scat yeah. embodies these people. Yes. On a thirty-year cycle. Yes. Yeah. And they were both Scatmen. They both went by Scatman. Who goes by Scatman except for someone who like? And that's the thing. Like. Not that many people have ever gone by Scatman. No. I don't think there's a current Scatman out there. No. And that's why it's the, scat, the Scatman's soul is in the ether and it's like mm-hmm. looking to land. And it's going to start the either like a thousand years of darkness or at least the new cycle of uh, popularity for the art form of Scat. Yeah. <laughs> I like the thousand years of darkness. Like, gnashing of teeth in the outer darkness. I feel that's like, I mean, I like looking at current events, I think we're on the precipice of the th- thousand years of darkness. Uh, and I think the thousand years of darkness, I think the prophecies foretell that the thousand years of darkness and the final coming of the scat man are in the same year oh, yeah and so this could be the, the scat same man is the final seal yeah like once the once the scat man re- reappears then the final seal will be broken and the door to hell will be open i i actually watched um or i guess more accurately fell asleep to uh seven seal the other day oh nice yeah and so it's, it embodied it, itself in your subconscious uh, pr- uh yeah i feel like the seventh seal i mean it, it it's an alliteration with Scatman, so mm. it's pretty much the same thing you know when things alliterate they're the same yeah it's true yeah you know what we should do we should have an unwoke unwoke seventh seal uh-huh called the seventh navy seal oh that's pretty good <laughs> I, I like that that'd be really good yeah it could be about killing bin laden Oh, because there's seven guys who claim they all killed Bin Laden, and so was it? Movie, was it the? Yeah, it was the Navy SEALs. Either. Yeah, and so like there could be like be like oh maybe, they all have to fight to the death. To, yeah, <laughs> to, or they all team up because there's a new Bin Laden. Oh, and then like yeah, so, so that's like all right, well no 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 they all team up because now there's a brown guy who says they killed <laughs> yeah, Bin Laden, yeah, yeah. and they're like we can't have none of that. I'm sorry, we can't have an eighth guy, especially yeah. one that's brown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. We all know they all probably shot him. They all yeah. probably just took turns like loading. Oh, yeah. They fucking dumped his body into the ocean. Yeah. That's insane. But I I get that they didn't want like a location for his martyrdom <laughs> or whatever like that. Yeah. But like they know where he was killed. Yeah. They can call that location whatever and, and like. But also, I think it was, it was I just think dumping it was, evidence. Like, uh, yeah. Dumping evidence. And they, they did just, something fucked up to it. They probably cut his dick off and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, I mean, they probably, they, they probably scal- Gaddafi'd him. They probably scalped him or something. They probably, you know, fucked him to death with a knife like Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they did some weird shit. And it's also just a desecration of the, of the body just to be like, 
you know, fuck you. You know, you probably have some religious convictions on how you how the body should be prepared, and we're just going to dump you in the ocean. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know. Do you think? Do you think they they uh, dump the scat man at sea once once sea dies? No, I think his body just evaporates into into sulfur. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just it, it falls to the floor and then like <laughs> and then it just burns through <laughs> yeah, the floor, yeah. just right down to hell. It le- it leaves it leaves a burnt burnt oppression uh, of his body and just the like, fallen angel has returned. And then like and the sulfur just goes and just goes into its next host. Oh, we'd love that. Yeah, yeah. So if you smell some sulfur. Not just me farting over here. It is. So. It's <laughs> also that. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's you're going to be getting that sulfur in stereo now, baby. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm act. Maybe the maybe the scat man souls in me just waiting for the to release this. That's why I'm farting so much. Welcome the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's, a, it's just using me as, as a vehicle until it gets to its next location. I, I like how, like, on this podcast before we've complained about how long it takes them to get to, like, opening credits in yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> and we're, like, ten minutes in fucking spinning a tale about how, like, <laughs> fucking end times, like, are also the Scatman's yeah. final days. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> what are we doing? What's going uh, the on? The podcast is Soy Trek. I'm Britain, Comrade Brit, you can call me, or you can call me whatever you want. But you, you, don't call me a bottom. I don't bottom, goddammit. You can call me Pat, but don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Um, so... Uh, we watched a new episode of uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds this week, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. we had, we had two epi- new episodes this week. We certainly did. Uh, we did. We uh, watched uh, episode seven, um, th- Those Old Scientists, yes. which we just reviewed. So uh, if you haven't listened to that episode <laughs> of our uh, podcast, go listen to that. Yeah, let's do it. It was pretty good. We, we, break, it, we break it down hard break style. Break it down now. We, those t- those break it down sexual style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some reasonable white boys over her. <laughs> so, um, we watched episode eight of season two of uh, Strange New Worlds, Under the Cloak of War, which I like that they're mentioning cloaks now. Yeah. Oh, my man's is just full on blowing his nose on the podcast. Sorry. Oh, it's uh, you got it. I guess I got it. You can't just let it run down into your beard. Don't want to drip on your on your on your microphone. Oh yeah, please don't. That's disgusting. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> by all yeah, by all means, blow your nose. Um, <laughs> So uh, this one is Under the Cloak of War, and I like that they're uh, bringing cloaks back. They're talking about cloaks. I again. do like cloaks. Cloaks are cool. We should. Do you have a cloak? My brother does. Oh, uh, my brother. Do- you need to get a cloak. I have a cloak. I have several yeah. cloaks. I, my, I mean, my, you could call them wizard robes or yeah. whatever, but they're cloaks. Yeah, my brother. Yeah, my brother got one at the uh, mm. Maryland Renaissance Festival. Like oh, that's it's, an a- it's an actual ass like looks like cloak, and he bought it. Mm. It was like three hundred dollars. Holy shit! Never wore it. That dumb son of a bitch. I mean, he has it. Hang- I think he probably still has it hanging in his closet. That sucks. Yeah, dumb as hell. So eh, you don't have any chances to wear a cloak sometimes. Yeah, Under the Cloak of War uh, was released yesterday, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. This one was written by Davy <coughs> Perez, who is uh, perhaps the most accomplished writer on Star Trek: Strange New mm. Worlds. He has written uh, four episodes now, including this one. He also wrote wow. Memento Mori, um, uh, All Those Who Wander. So the two uh, Gorn episodes, mm. and then Among the Lotus Eaters episode, I think five from oh, the nice. season, um, six, uh, six, I think. Um, yeah, which was a pretty good episode. I liked it well enough. Yeah, felt like a classic Trek episode. And uh, this one was directed by Jeff Bird, who uh, 
It's probably best known for his four episodes of The Flash that he directed. Mm. And then he also did one episode of Discovery in season four. And also being known as being the um, younger brother of Larry Bird. Yeah, uh, he's actually a black guy, so I don't think so. He's the younger brother of Larry Bird. Okay. <laughs> Just same same biological parents. Yes. Yep. Same same thing. <coughs> so uh, we start out on a captain's log. Uh, the Enterprise has entered the Prospero system. Didn't which is f- funny because I was called Prince Prospero on Twitter the other day. Why? Because uh, Prince Prospero is a character, and the Mask of Red Death, and he's uh-huh. like, and like I made a comment like about how like why are we still toiling under capitalism and work going to work every day mm-hmm. when the world is actively boiling yeah and we should just be partaking in hedonistic orgies yeah instead of like um instead of like you know working until the end times yeah until we're just like all wiped out by a boiling tsunami yeah and this guy's like oh we got prince prospero over here because prince prospero was a satanist trying to uh who just held like all these uh massive orgies and Oh, that joke's way too smart for me. Yeah. I don't know about it. I've never read that book. Oh, that's a movie, too. Oh. Movie, and uh, what's his name? Um, Does it come in a picture menu? Yes, yes. Okay, cool, cool. I can I can deal with that. You should, you should send me that on my telephone. <laughs> yeah. um, Vincent Price plays him. Uh, so, oh, uh, we love Vincent Price. Yeah, we so. love Vincent Price. Uh, they have entered the Prospero system for rendezvous with the Kelson May to pick up a special visitor. Uh, Prospero has been under Starfleet jurisdiction since the Klingon War, and um, peace has been negotiated by the visiting ambassador, uh, and they are ordered to bring him to Starbase 12. He's a Klingon uh, defactor who now works for the Federation named Pock Ra, mm. which is a pretty sick name. Sick name. Or is it Doc Ra? I think it's Doc Ra. Yeah, Doc Ra. Doc Ra. Uh, but he goes by just Ra. Yeah, you can, you can call him Raw. I'm Raw. Raw to my homies. Yeah, um, just, you know, just like you know, he's Jamaican. He, he yeah, he's got he's he, maybe one of the first Klingons I've seen with with dreadlocks. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, or I think yeah yeah. I also thought it was interesting. They are, like, are, do they make any comment out that he has human teeth? Does he? Yeah, I didn't notice that. I was because I was wondering why he looked off to me uh-huh. when I, I don't know. I saw I was like, why doesn't he look like a Klingon to me? Mm. And I was like, oh. Uh, he doesn't have to eat, like because you know I think Worf ends yeah, up. Yeah, Worf. Getting, Worf has real fun. Yeah, because because uh, uh, well, it didn't Worf later on get like I think probably because like Michael Dorn didn't like wearing the mouth stuff, yeah, but yeah. like he got like dental surgery to get human teeth. Oh, did he? Yeah, and um, but yeah, he had uh, but he did have human teeth, and I'm wondering if like all Klingons, well, some Klingons, I'm sure. Yeah, but wonder, especially since he's a defactor. Yeah, so I, I, I wondered, if, I, I can't remember if it was commented on in the in this episode, but I was like wondering if he did that because he's like now one of Federation ambassador mm-hmm. and wanted to get rid of his Klingon teeth. Yeah, and he, you know, he's all after that human pussy. So he's yeah. like, the girls like nice teeth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is on that planet, mm-hmm. but you know. So um, <clears throat> he asks about uh, the boatswain's whistle, which is the thing that goes like, when, yeah, when they first come on the. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's and, and and depending on what uh, uh, Star Trek you're watching, it's either like very tiny or just like obscenely large. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> like very like true. like in the movies, it's like 
like it's like a whole ass instrument mm -hmm. <laughs> and it really doesn't need to be no like, it, it should be like the size of a penny whistle yeah i'm pretty sure they're using like a digital one here that is far less efficient and just like enormous comparatively to the actual whistle yeah honestly you don't even need to blow in it you could probably just press a button yeah <laughs> like, you should get a guy who some like irish dude who whistles real good or you would be funny so if, instead of, and if if like that if we didn't have that tradition mm -hmm. they just had like a <laughs> <laughs> instead of like when they got into onto the um onto ships they just played that the uh the the air horns yeah that'd been funny they just go <laughs> that would be uh that would be pretty pretty funny yeah i love the air horns yeah i'm trying to bring them up but i don't even remember <laughs> them on this board yeah oh here we go yeah. Yep. That really would that kill would the momentum there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Um, so uh, Raw asked for a tour of the Enterprise. So on the bridge, Ortegas is uh, very skeptical of the ambassador um, because he negotiated the pre peace treaties, and also Ortegas was in the Klingon War. Yeah. And so uh, you know some of the some of the crew. I think is it just Ortegas, uh, Mbenga, and Chapel on this crew that are. Uh, veterans of the Klingon Wars? <coughs> I think that we see, yeah. Like, there could be more. Because Spock comes in way after, I think, on mm -hmm. Discovery. Yeah, I think, I, think it is, I think it is just, of the bridge crew, it is just them. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. You figure, I mean, like, there's so many senior officers there, it's crazy that, like, yeah, a lot of them... Yeah, know. somehow, yeah, Pike wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Una. Yeah, they were probably just stationed elsewhere, I'm sure, yeah. or something. So, um, which is wild considering like, in this episode we see how like how underfunded mm -hmm. they are and just like they're just like bare bones and just like scraping things together. It's just like ooh. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got a whole ass starship that's mm -hmm. not involved for some reason. Yeah. So Ortegas is talking some mad shit on Raw she and the is. Klingons in general, and then Pike and Raw walk in, mm -hmm. and thankfully they didn't go. He's right behind me, isn't he? Because <laughs> if that if that was the case, I would have, uh, yeah, like they they, did, they actually did right by Ortegas. I think in this episode, yeah. it was it made her gremlin energy kind of like yeah. shit talking, which yeah. is cool. We mm -hmm. we're fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but, she's, she's got some it makes, anger. It makes sense because she's she was in a fucking war, and that's how like veterans <laughs> do act. Yeah, you know, or, or people who are in combat is they're you know like. Uh, yeah, a little on edge, especially on when edge, it's yeah. like the guy who is basically the architect of uh, why they're all depressed. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, he was a uh, he was an oppressor, and like, which is very wild to like. You know, it's one thing to like you know forgive him and bring him into the federation but it's another thing to make him an ambassador yeah considering his uh history he's a defector though he so. is a defector and in yeah. the, the history that they have here that uh, at least everyone in the federation believes is like one of him like making a very solid decision against chronos mm -hmm. in order to defect and so yes. Um, yeah, but we'll get into that. Yeah, like it's just, but it is pretty wild. It's like it's you could see him, like even though, yeah, you, you know, reformation is possible, mm -hmm. you know, but it's just like, okay, well, you know, you can see like him still having some tensions with people who were involved in the war. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Uh, immediately, uh, Raw is super fucking charming to like everyone on the bridge. He is. He's he comes. He's very. He's very nice. Yeah, he's yeah. he comes off as just like. A cool Klingon dude. Yeah, he's, he's chill as fuck. He's very chill, and we love a chill 
brother. <laughs> so in the it bar, reminds me of that one uh, Eagle Heart episode. You know, the guy who built the board game and became like a dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that episode where he's just like where everyone loves him. He's very nice. Mm. But like he's committed all these like supposed like war atrocities and <laughs> kill all these people and then like and they can't no one but everyone can't help but love him. We love that. Yeah. We love that. So um, in the bar, uh, they're trying to replicate Rock Gino for yeah. the ambassador when he walks in. And first, uh, they're like, "This is freezing cold." Which uh, a cold Rock Gino sounds good. Yeah, drink ice that. Rock Gino. Like yeah. I have my Rock Gino mug. I drink out of co- I drink my coffee. Out oh of God! It. I feel like if they had it on uh, DS9, like um, Julian Bashir would drink nothing but ice Rock Gino's. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's such a bottom. Yeah, he's such a little bottom it's boy. It's Twink energy. Yeah, it's huge Twink energy. One hundred percent. I drink uh, cold brew. Big Twink energy. <laughs> um, cold brew is a little different than ice <coughs> coffee, though. That's true. Cold brew takes like more forethought. Yeah, it's true. And cold brew just makes me insane. I mean, I think that's the psychosis. Yeah, that could be it. But it makes me work at 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 like at superhuman speeds. Oh, that's good. I go. Yeah, I always drank like a like a twenty four ounce of iced coffee, but like almost every day before I went in fucking Whole Foods, Mm. gave me fucking line cook energy like mad. Yep. Shit your pants on this on with it. Uh, I almost shit my pants at work once. Yeah, I had some real weird indigestion. And I actually had to tell I think it was like Nate or someone like, "Hey, I really gotta leave or I'm gonna shit my fucking pants, mm-hmm. and I might shit my pants on the way home." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just like, you know what? If it happens, it happens. Yeah, yeah. And Nate's like, uh, uh, "Fuck, man, <laughs> should have gone to um, to uh, whole body." Just pick, like, where's your adult diapers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have these reusable uh, canvas ones right here. Yeah. Oh, my God, no. No, those are just underwear. What are you... (laughs) Canvas underwear, but it's absorbent. (laughs) You just got to wring it out after you're done. (laughs) Just hose it off. Hose it off. Put it through your dishwasher. So, anyway, (laughs) uh, enough about pants shitting. Yes. Uh, so uh, Spock says the experiment has made him curious about Klingon culture in general. Uh, the Rock Gino experiment. Yes. Uh, Ra assures him that the culture is warmongering and limited by ideology, which is, damn dude, Yeah. It's kind of racist. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is interesting how, because, how, like, yeah, I was, I was thinking at this point, like, <laughs> His uh, rejection of Klingon culture seems like he's trying too it's, hard. Yeah, it's, it's internalized racism for yeah. sure. It's just like, damn, dude, like, you can still, like, because it, then it's weird because then he goes kind of goes back and forth because, you know, later on we know when Spock is, like, talking about, like, their equivalent of Sun Tzu, mm-hmm. the art of war. Mm-hmm. Like, true, true, He true. is just like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, it's, mm-hmm. they're both, they're, like, you know, he's, he's more than happy to talk about that and its comparisons to each other. and. Mm-hmm. And how proud he is that, you know, Klingon children are raised with it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I thought that was very interesting. Like, just like, because I, 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 it made me wonder if his comment about, um, you know, when, you know, uh, you know, saying like, oh, well, Klingon culture is like, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's mm-hmm. wondering if he was just trying to be overperformative for it for the yeah for the yeah people. perhaps because yeah. he is he is a federation defector so he is always putting on that face yeah of like i can't say anything nice about my culture or otherwise they're going to be skeptical yes um, yeah i mean this this guy has basically been like operation paper clipped into working for the fucking <laughs> he, I, I was thinking yeah he uh, is basically like operation paper clipped because it's like 
damn, like, yeah, I mean, he committed war atrocities, committed, and then and then like at the end, he's like, oh wait, maybe we're losing. I'm gonna defect. Yes, and yes, the, and the fucking U.S. Uh, U.S. government, the Federation. <laughs> It's like Christoph Waltz's character in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's just like, you know, he, he kind of got a sense of where the war was turning, so he's just like, all right, arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, it's, yeah, yeah, like you could really just see him. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was thinking, yeah, because he just comes off as an opportunist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like, you know. Be, I don't know. He comes off as charming to me. He does come off charming, but I also think he, I think he is an opportunist and he knows, he knows how to, he knows what to say to people mm-hmm. to get to get the desired reaction out of them true, and get true. and either disarm them or mm-hmm. get them on his side no matter what but yeah ultimately though i i don't know he, he like i almost am on his side at the end of the episode yeah it's because it, yeah it is like i'm still i still don't know how to feel about it just because i watched it for the first time today yeah and like i'm still kind of processing it but i i almost like think he's right mm. so we'll, we'll get into that though okay. so um uh, in the bar, Raw is super charming again. Uh, they give him a Ractagino and he burns himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's totally cool about it. I like how the cup is like scalding hot. Yeah, yeah. He burns himself like on the cup. Uh, and then uh, he's like, it's okay. Klingons at least are used to pain. Yes. And uh, then uh, Pike insists they go to the med bay anyway to, to mm-hmm. heal him up. So in medical, Mbenga sees Ra, and it sets him into a weird PTSD mode. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up, like, actual PTSD. It triggers something within him, yeah. and he starts having, like, war flashbacks. Yeah. Um, he has a war flashback, and uh, then it's uh, opening credits, mm-hmm. seven minutes in. So uh, we come back from credits, and on the moon of Jagal... A few years prior to this, Chapel is on a transport headed towards a battle. The flight suits here look really rad. They do. And I really like them a lot. They're yeah. like kind of all black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they fucking look cool. I want one. <laughs> I want one of these real bad. But they don't have any in my size because tall actors don't exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, everyone... I know the uh, Andorian looked really tall. Well, yeah, I mean, and like Doug Jones is really tall, and that's mm. why they look like freaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're hired to be freaks, because yeah. like everyone else, I'm like, even like the guy who played Lurch and uh, like stuff like that, he was only like an inch taller than me. Really? Yeah, he's not hmm. that tall. He was only like six five. That's interesting. But he like towers over everybody because everyone's so short mm. in Hollywood. But I mean, same, you know, and he was the same guy that was in Twin Peaks and Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and like, and Riker looks really tall, but I think he's like six one or six two. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Yeah. I think he might have used to been taller, but I, w- I was surprised when I, I met Bruce Willis once, and mm. he is really tall. Really? Yeah, and he's comes off as a guy that's very short. He comes off as mediumish. He comes off as like five ten or five eleven to me. He he was a good. I'm five ten, and he was like a good like two or three inches taller than me. I mean, like actors wear like platforms and stuff all uh, the time there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I he was a big dude. I was surprised. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did you did you ask? Ask if he could suck his dick. I tried. He was like, he just posed with me for a picture real quick, mm-hmm. and then went into and a like, cab. Oh yeah, you're like, uh, hey, can you suck my dick? Oh. I should, I should have got, I should have gotten in, in the car with him, and he'd yeah. be like, oh. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I have had a bad day. It's been, it's, it's been a long day on yeah. Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> 
That's so, what they were filming in Baltimore. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Didn't it, was it supposed to take place in New York or? Uh, DC. DC, okay. Yeah, it, they changed, uh, they pretty much, anything that said Baltimore, mm-hmm. they took down and put like Metro or DC oh, and, on, on the names. Cause mm-hmm. it was, and it's funny because like DC and Baltimore don't look anything alike to me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I don't, yeah, probably not. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's some similarities, but like. Yeah, I feel like there's a ubiquity to like East most of the cities. East Coast. Yeah, yeah. It, like, but it really depends on like suburbs or more urban areas. Yeah, like a lot of the cities look the same to me, and then a lot of the smaller towns look the exact same. Yeah, like it's weird. So, on the moon of Jagal a few years ago, Chapel is on a transport and uh, headed towards a battle. Uh, she beams down to Jagal and is greeted by a guy named Buck. Buck. Clint Howard. Yeah, fucking Clint Howard. And I think this is like his fourth role in yeah. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the little kid back in TOS yeah. uh, with a big Ooh. brain. Yeah, the man <laughs> voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one they, they like parodied on fucking Mr. Show, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he played a Ferengi at some point. Yeah. He was in uh, He was in Orion and Discovery. Yep. And I can't remember the other one. Oh, was this his fifth then one? Or, or maybe this, yeah. It was or, fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I, I remember I got really excited because like I was watching when I was watching Discovery, like mm-hmm. yeah, he shows up as like a creepy little Orion dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's the chief medical officer <coughs> down here, but he defers <coughs> to one Joseph. Yes, and that's Joseph Mbenga. Joseph Mbenga. Um, he says they have been requesting an internal organ regenerator, but then says the watch pot doesn't get the oil. Which I had to, like, rewind a couple times to make sure he got it wrong. Yeah. I was very confused. But, yeah, a, a combination of the greasy or the squeaky wheel gets the oil and <laughs> yeah. wash pot doesn't boil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was a fun character. I was like, I hope oh. they were going to do more with him. Yeah, they only had him in a couple scenes, which kind of stunk. But I, I mean, I was, like, you know, a little poor. I thought he was going to get murdered. <laughs> Nah, Straight I mean, up murdered. Yeah, he either gets murdered or does a lot of murdering in most everything he's in. Yeah. Like uh, the Ice Cream Man yes. from 92 or something. Great film. Not it, great. He's also terrible. in some weird um, video game mm-hmm. like type horror movie. I can't remember what it was called. Interesting. Yeah, that, that was really bad where he summons Satan or something that at a military academy through oh, video games. That fucking rocks so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> Buck says... He, likes to fuck. Yes. Buck says he likes, he's there to fuck. Yeah. And then. My he, name's Buck, and I'm here to fuck. Indeed. He's a male nurse. <laughs> oh, he is in the medical. Uh oh. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Was, was Kill Bill a prequel to this? Yeah. <laughs> Th- this is like that Buck's like great, 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 great grandson. That would make sense. Yeah. It's, it's genetic. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Buck says he had to go, but uh, she should enjoy her downtime. Chapel sees a man resting, and guess who it is? Mbinga. It's actually just his feet. It shows yeah. his feet, and I'm like, you never give feet for free. You I know. dumb motherfuckers. I paused and probably came five or six times. Oh, yeah. I, I nutted all over the place. <laughs> I was nutty like a squirrel baby. Yeah. Joseph Mbinga come tribute. Yeah. I posted it, and I uh, added uh, uh, that actor, and he blocked me. <laughs> Babs, Babs, something. Yeah, I can't, I can't do his last name. I'll, I'll learn it eventually. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I think we've only read it, so we have no idea how to how <laughs> right. to pronounce it. <laughs> right. I'd like to hear him pronounce. It. I should watch an interview with him. And yeah, he'll probably address that. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Chapel sees uh, a man resting in some benga, but it's just his feet. But they all call him Joseph here right now. Yeah. So. Mbenga and Chapel uh, help treat people, but they're unable to help some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mbenga teaches Chapel how to load an extremely injured man into the transport buffer, mm-hmm. which kind of foreshadows uh, what he does with his daughter uh, in the first season of Strange yeah. New World. I really like that because it shows, yeah, it shows how he got the idea for it. Right, probably. right, right. And I, I like that they can like predate that because it, it, when they first did it, I'm like, I mean, fucking, no one really figured this out until like Scotty did for like mm-hmm. years later. But then yeah. like them going back and like reiterating that, I'm like, okay, I, I guess <laughs> someone else could have figured it out. That's fine. Yeah. And it shows the necessity of why he needed to figure it out because, like, it's like, okay, well, we don't we don't have an internal organ mm-hmm. regenerator. We don't have any of the medical equipment we need, but mm-hmm. we can. We I, I I just came up with the idea to put him in a in the yeah. pattern buffer instead. I, I think the idea that like reinforcing like continuity that seems out of continuity at the time. Mm-hmm. I think reinforcing it actually like reassures me. Yeah. Um. You know, and like so building on lore. Mm-hmm. that I think is kind of incorrect. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think remedies it a lot for me, yeah. which is interesting. Plus Probably it says m- a lot about me. Plus it kind of makes sense in some time because, like, you know, it's like we're seeing how technology is developed and it's just like, yeah, I could see them coming up with that before TNG or something, you mm-hmm. know, just like how, like, you know, in Discovery they retcon a lot of, like, the... the um, um, cybernetics mm-hmm. that people have because, like, you know, and... Um, you know, in TNG, initially, we, we see, like, you know, uh, Jordy has, like, a visor, and that's, like, mm-hmm. a big deal. <laughs> but then, like, in Discovery, we have, like, a woman that's basically, like, a brain inside of a robot. That's true. <laughs> and, which and, which predates it by, like, 100 years. Yeah. Which, which I'm kind of bothered by. Like, they, they played real fast and loose with the technology mm-hmm. in Discovery. And Detmer has, like, a pretty much what a more advanced version of what Jordy had. Too. Yeah, yeah, like 100 years, 150 yeah. years prior. I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, this is... I mean, it's it's like not that far after like Enterprise. And no, they 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 take a lot of leaps and bounds. Yeah, but also you can see like, you know, we're kind of seeing how technology's progressed since TNG. And it's just like, mm-hmm. no, I could see them having like cybernetics, way more advanced cybernetics, earlier than TNG. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just the way it goes. Just the way it is. Things will never change. <laughs> Uh, we fucking love Bruce Hornsby in this household. Oh, yeah. Fucking love Bruce Hornsby and the range, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And Horn- the range. Hornsby makes me hornsy. You need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Make that into a bumper sticker. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> hornsby makes me hornsy. Oh, okay. That. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, I'm no. like, no, someone's already made that, man. <laughs> uh, so next we get Mbenga in the present. Uh, on the Enterprise, giving a log about how one of the biobeds is broken post-Gorn battle. Pike comes in and asks for Deltran, Deltran, Deltran parsnip from the apothecary. Yeah. Uh, Del- you know? Del- Delton parsnip. Delton parsnip? Or Delton parsley. Delton parsley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Delton parsley. Uh, Pike is there to check in on Chapel and Mbenga and uh, tell them they, as Klingon war veterans, must interact with Raw, which is not great leadership, in my opinion. No, I feel like that's just like asking for disaster. Like, yeah. Because that's also what makes me think like a lot of this. 
That's what's made me think, like, because I feel like it order probably came from Ra himself, kind of, like, kind of him, like, petitioning for, like, mm-hmm. you know, to feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and then I was like, okay, is this to feed his ego in a way? To have, like, you know, mm-hmm. these these war veterans, these people, like, you know, cap, you know, capulate to him, like, kind of like, you know, be forced to, like, you know, because I could see, like, I could see, like, you know, like, they didn't seem to have any sort of, like, um, couldn't give their consent one way or the other. No, it was, it was, it was an a, order. It was an order. So from their like, boss. Yeah, from the boss. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like, you know, you know, it's one thing. It's like, you know, you can have your feelings on the subject. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you can tolerate him, but you don't have to, shouldn't be able to have to interact with him. I feel. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> like, no, I, especially up. when, especially, you know, like, because like, because one of the claims is like he killed uh, women and children yeah. and civilians. Mm-hmm. Like civilians were, but then, were, were but then he defected. But then he defected by yeah. killing Klingons. So yeah. that makes it all better. Yeah, and like that's oh. the thing. Like it, yeah, it showed, like he killed like what two, three Klingons. Yeah, supposedly, mm-hmm. and then like um, so that absolves him of the murder of civilians. Like just like the wonton massacre. Of I mean, people. Th- I mean. Which which makes me sad because it just shows that like politics in the future are like the same as they are now. Yeah, where you just paper war- clipped in. Yeah, or or just like the fucking like rehabilitation of the images of war criminals like fucking George W. Bush. Yeah, like he's on all these fucking like late night talk shows now talking he about paints his pictures. Painting. I paint pictures of the the, the, the people I uh, deported. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, good for you, guy. That's <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah, Obama just releases his playlist every year. Oh yeah, and then, <laughs> just like and then he got call, called a war criminal by uh, <laughs> a, a fucking one of the girls in one of the bands, which is yeah, cool. it's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like, uh, but yeah, this is how it this is the way it is. But yeah, just like, mm-hmm. but yeah, but raw. It's pretty. It's pretty. Like that's why I was con- like wondering why mm-hmm. he was able to just like be instantly promoted to the rank of ambassador like it's one thing to like give him clemency because he's the only Klingon yeah I, I can see like, that it's just like but also it's just like you can understand like <coughs> his history and how antithetical it is mm-hmm. to a lot of like you know to a lot of Starfleet stuff and like the and you know it's just like you know you, you open yourself up to criticism like mm-hmm. Look at look look at Starfleet touting out their war criminal, the dude who ordered, um, who ordered um, the massacre of, of civilians, and now he speaks as their voice. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just I don't feel that's good optics. No, but it's <laughs> something that like neoliberal governments do all the time. It, it is. Yeah. And so I think it's actually realistic in this context. It, yeah, it, it does make sense. Like they're just seeing him as an asset, as a as like a, as a political asset, yeah. and nothing else. And, and yeah, it really depends on like how you see the Federation here. If you think this is valid or not. But yeah. At least like early Federation, especially they're still figuring their shit out. They're still like in yeah. essence like a neoliberal government <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who doesn't like really embrace. I mean. They call they just called themselves socialists for the first time, and it's like, but that's that's it. They you're not communist or anything like no. that. Like Worf, I think Worf, if this was a TNG era, Worf would have and Worf and Picard would have had a field day with uh, Ra. I feel. Yeah, that would have been fun actually. Yeah, I think mm. I think I think I think I think I don't think uh, Picard would have minced words mm-hmm. <laughs> his feelings. No, probably because yeah, I mean it, it, that's why I was I was wondering because he did seem you know he's very charismatic, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing with like a lot of like you know you know people in those kinds of positions like yes mm-hmm. like they can they can make these awful decisions and also be very charismatic and mm-hmm. likable and just like and 
and and it's because it's also part of their survival and just the way that they just interact with people and like mm-hmm. but really like they have no real values or ideals other than like they're opportunists yeah they're called pragmatic yes they're called pragmatic <laughs> because you know they they meet people halfway yeah. so as they and by halfway i mean they kill civilians on both sides yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that's uh, why it wasn't this i think this what that's why i think this was a very good episode because it, it's just like yeah you're kind of torn on how you should really feel about this yeah. i think i think this i think that actor uh, who plays rob i'm not sure what his name is mm-hmm. i think he does a good job because yeah it's like you're kind of left and you're kind of mixed on how you should as a viewer kind of view him because you're just like nuance yeah nuance it's great and it's just like mm-hmm. and and it does raise up questions like okay is he right is he wrong mm-hmm. like what is the what is the ideal situation to do with it let's let's uh let's get further into it and yeah. talk about it more so uh <laughs> in Bengen chapel both say that they're fine and they're fine being around <coughs> raw mm. uh pike says he's hosting a dinner for raw and they both pledge to attend. Next, Mbenga has some flashbacks about some trauma surgery. Yeah. And uh, that, that's about it. Yeah. Is that the one where, where they're uh, palpitating the guy's heart? with? The yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, I think actually that's a little bit later. Oh, where yeah. they have to actually like squeeze the guy's heart to get him to live again. Yeah. So uh, back on the Enterprise, in the present, Mbenga <coughs> encounters Ortegas, and she thinks Ra is pretending to be like enlightened. And, yeah. Like a, a real, real convert to the Federation way of things. Yeah. Mbenga says, uh, for tonight, they should pretend to forget the Klingon War. Plus... He made some jambalaya. <laughs> he made some jambalaya now. Um, so here's here's a question I've been thinking of all day. Who do you think makes a better jambalaya, Joseph Mbenga or Joseph Sisko? Wait, was it Mbenga that made the jambalaya? That's what he said. Or he's, I think he said, plus I made a jambalaya. But it, he might have said Pike made a jambalaya. I think Pike made it, yeah. No, no, but... But then if it was, it was Pike and Sisko, yeah, like, Sisko makes the best jambalaya. Joseph or or Ben? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh! The question was, who makes a better jambalaya, Joseph, Joseph, or Ben Cisco? No, no, Joseph and Banker, Joseph Cisco. Oh, Cisco. You Absolutely, sure? yes. He doesn't even peel his own motherfucking potatoes. <laughs> he doesn't shuck his own shrimp, man. I, I th- he makes I, Jake do that shit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you, ha- like that's because he works the magic. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. The magic is in the prep, man. It is magic is in the prep. Magic is in the prep. But that's the thing. Like he's teaching Jake, so he can teach them the full jambalaya recipe and pass it down to Jake as well. He wants to be a writer. He doesn't want to make no fucking jambalaya. But he'll want to make jambalaya and have it every once in a while. Ain't no writer cook food. A man can cook for himself. Ain't no writer cook food. They be <laughs> they be doing the DoorDash. They be doing the DoorDash. They be doing the doo doo. Now I, I I think I mean Joseph Cisco has his own restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's very popular in New Orleans. Yeah, because, like, no one has a restaurant anymore because it's like, why would you go to a restaurant? Money doesn't exist. Yeah, why, why would you, like, and also you can replicate. I mean, yeah, and he's, like, all up on the, oh, you can't replicate food like this. AI can't make food like this. <laughs> um, do you think AI could make food? No, absolutely not. No, it couldn't. Like, I don't think, 
I, I yeah, I mean, I think everyone's like everyone geeking out about AI. I think it's way too premature. Yeah, I think it makes very horrifying photos. Oh, it makes. Uh, I, I the other day I accidentally pressed the function on uh, Bizarre the <coughs> zoom out function. I saw pic- that on a yeah. picture. Uh, yeah, I sent it to you because it was horrifying. It was horrifying. Like it. It was like uh, it was a picture of Luxana Troy, but it gave her like four arms twisting in like yeah. serpentine directions, and I'm like, ah! and a very demonic headdress. Yeah, a very. It was like a crown on top of a crown on top of a crown. Oof. It was like that's kind of creepy to me. Yeah, like I don't know. I like I don't think AI. I think AI is evil. <laughs> yeah, I think we should do the Butler Air and Jihad. Mm-hmm. I think we should destroy all the thinking machines and just increase our consciousness through drugs and become <clears throat> human computers. I I am into that, but yeah. the the problem <laughs> is like all of these fucking tech people are like they, they want to live forever but they also think the world is ending at the same time yeah uh yeah they're they're fucking weird evil people man they are they they're are. all having weird babies they all have weird penises <coughs> <coughs> but if i had to choose i would i would choose the cisco's all the way with anything jambalaya related but also i think it was pike that made it so i think definitely i don't think pike's jambalaya would hold a candle mm-hmm. to joseph's or ben's yeah yeah interesting you, you more of a jambalaya or a gumbo guy? I mean, I ha- really haven't had either. Oh, my God. I mean, and you can because you're vegan. And I'm allergic to seafood. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Maybe that's why you're vegan is because you can't have the pleasure of a good seafood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I, uh, I'm, I'm very crazy allergic to crabs. Interesting. I had my hand blow up like but this still big. still you have them all over your penis. <sighs> you know, I can't get rid of them. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like that's the thing. It's like I'm from Maryland. Like, uh-huh. you know, we, you know, Maryland and crabs. Yeah, sometimes you just pour some Old Bay down there and yeah. take a scratch and put it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just take one of, yeah. <laughs> and I just and I have to take an EpiPen and shoot it into my leg. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you know, you got to suffer for, for pleasure sometimes. Yeah. you got to suffer for yeah, pleasure. Exactly. Actually, I had an ex, uh, her mm-hmm. dad terribly allergic to seafood to mm-hmm. crabs but he would eat them regardless that's so cool that's I, so badass i know he would uh go i think he wanted to die though because that's so cool because her mom as i said that's so badass <laughs> her mom left him uh-huh. and he never remarried or anything oh, and I love so this guy. and so he just became depressed uh-huh. and he would just go to a crab place get like the bag of crabs mm-hmm. eat crabs until his throat started to close up and then he would stab himself with an epipen and just keep eating crabs that dude seriously rules. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, king. 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 Yeah. So he back- threatened to sue me when I broke up with his girl, with his uh, daughter. King. <laughs> um, back on the Enterprise in the present, Mbenga encounters Ortegas, and she thinks Ra's pretending to be enlightened. Mbenga says <coughs> for tonight, oh yeah, the jambalaya thing. We already got through that. Yeah. In Pike's quarters, everybody is getting along with Ra when Mbenga and Ortegas <laughs> enter. Mm-hmm. And there's like a record scratch. Yeah, the yeah there's a, just there's a, they have, they have uh, Spock being DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't know how to work these vinyls. <laughs> um, why do you still use these? They sound inferior. It's not logical. Did this Beastie Boys song just say my name? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I change the past? <laughs> oh, God. What have I done? What have I done? Was I in the Beastie Boys at some point? That's a good question. Mm. That now that 
that would be the next AOS film. Oh, yeah. Is fucking, like, Spock goes back in time and accidentally, like, crushes one of the Beastie Boys and has to be one of the Beastie Boys. (laughs) And he's always always wearing, like, a, you know, the the fucking beanie. And And he's the one that came up with the term, you know, like, um, because he's like, you have to fight for your right to party. Yes. It's (laughs) only logical. It is only logical. Uh, They're like, yeah, fight for your right to party. I do not find this 40 ounce of alcohol palatable. <laughs> However, I am told when you put some orange juice in it, it creates something known as a brass monkey. Have you tried this? Have you tried this, comrades? Like brass monkey? <laughs> that funky monkey. <laughs> you know what I like, fellas? We should write a song about it. Girls. <laughs> um, I re- I- hey, hey, Spock, do you have a sweetie back home? Yes, her name is Nurse Chapel. I love girls. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's a hook right there. That's a hook. <laughs> that's a hit. Um, They're just printing money. Yeah. Spock has no need for it. Yeah. He's yeah. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> so uh, in um, Spock notices Chapel is under duress, and he's like, I notice you're under duress. Which is pretty good line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she, she tries to deflect the conversation, though, trying to, to make it seem like she's A-OK. So mm-hmm. Spock then asks Ra to compare Sun Tzu's The Art of War uh, with a famous Klingon war text. And he has, he has a field day with this. Yeah. He, he's like, ooh, what a, what a wonderful con- uh, co- moment of uh, thing of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excited. And, and he's like charming everybody, which you know he's he's very charismatic. I, I kind of like him, even mm-hmm. though he's Operation Paperclip. <laughs> he's Operation, yeah. He's a, he's a Nazi. And I, I was I was noticing like his facial hair is very funny, mm-hmm. where it's like it's all gray except he does have a dark spot right here. Really, I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty funny. That's yeah, pretty good. Like, the whole the whole beard is gray except for this part where it's dark. Oh, did they intentionally Hitler I, stash him? I was wondering that. I was just like, is oh. this a subtle Hitler? Yeah, I think they might have Hitler yeah, look, stashed go, him. Go back and look. You'll, yeah, you'll yeah, see, that's yeah. that's. Uh, uh, that's a fun little fact there. Yeah. So, and Mengistu- he also came. Also, he reminded me a lot of Saddam Hussein. Like, bo- like body wise, he came off of like bo- Saddam Hussein to me. Uh, okay, just saying. Just, I, mean, I think about Saddam Hussein's body a lot. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Just saying. Know, he's got a t- body type that yeah. I, I think about. That I think about. You know, underground there with the tube coming out, <laughs> doing the breathing. Got some think, clones. Think about that body. He's got some clones. Think about that body. <laughs> um. Oh, by the way, uh, y'all uh, pause this now and go watch They Cloned Tyrone. Excellent. Oh, film. I wanted to watch that. It's this so weekend. good, man. It's, it's fucking it. way I'll, good. I'll watch it. I'll watch it's, it. it. It reminded me kind of a bit of um, in, in like its approach to like black <coughs> capitalism and stuff. Mm. Uh, it reminded me a bit of uh, um, Sorry to Bother You. Mm, awesome. I love Sorry to Bother You. Yeah, yeah. Also, go watch I'm a Virgo by Boots Riley, the creator of uh, Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. So good. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Or, actually, it's not on the Media Dungeon, but I'll put it on the Media Dungeon tonight. Yeah. So uh, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs <laughs> for access to the Media Dungeon. Sorry to bother you on your... on your. On oh, your yes, it absolutely is. Excellent. I've watched that movie so many times. <laughs> um, so next, Mbenga, uh, still at the dinner here, uh, asked, uh, he starts to drink, and Chapel asks for one, and he's like, oh, it's a double. And she's like, better make mine a double, too. Yeah. Um, so they commiserate together about the war, and he has a flashback uh, to a man that he and Chapel saved. And this is the scene where mm-hmm. she has to stick 
her hand in his chest cavity and beat his heart to yeah. bring him back alive, which is pretty sick. That is pretty sick. Pretty fucking sick. So, um, yeah, it, it is. I do like how they still know, like, mm-hmm. old timey medical stuff instead of just relying on machines. Cause, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like they're just not waving a wand over him and be like, he's healed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, cause this is still like, you know, old period, like TOS period where, mm-hmm. like, and they, they said they have, you know, supply chain issues. They can't mm-hmm. get the fucking internal organ regenerator that they need, yeah. which I think sounds like a very important thing in that future. Yeah. Especially, yeah, when you're fighting fighting uh, enemies that have super strength mm-hmm. and, like, wield double-bladed... And two um, penises. Two penises two and penises. have, like, these uh, crazy-ass swords yeah, <laughs> that can just, like, slice you wide open. Mm-hmm. So next uh, at the dinner, an Anar, or no, Nari, sorry, not at the dinner. This is still in his fi- flashback. Uh, an Anar has arrived, and Mbenga says he doesn't need more people. But the Anar is from special forces, not medical, and he wants him to tel- help take out Ra, uh, now called General Ra, and destroy the Klingon war effort, as apparently they are starting to kill innocent civilians. So it's made clear that Mbenga is good at killing and making a super meth uh, that he and Chapel took earlier called yeah. uh, uh, some pro- Protocol 12 or something like that. Yeah. Um, as a, but it's like the, the super meth that him and uh, Chapel took in the first or second episode of the season that, mm-hmm. that let them beat up a bunch of Klingons. Yeah, they let them do karate. Yeah, it, they did super karate after taking the, the ultra meth that Mbenga makes. Yeah, I do like how he does mention why they don't do super meth all the time here's my question who do you think makes a better super meth joseph and benga or joseph cisco or um heisenberg <laughs> uh but joseph Cisco, i have never seen him make super meth so i'm gonna go it's like but he'd be cooking yeah he'd be cooking he'd be cooking but he can do a recipe good yeah but you know that's the thing you know it, sh- it just shows like how like the di- your different different little things people can be good at. Mm-hmm. You know, Joseph Cisco makes the best jambalaya. Mm-hmm. Joseph and Binga makes the best super meth. I like to believe Joseph Cisco makes a better super meth. Really? Yeah, that's just my head cannon. Crash in the back of my super meth. That's that's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, back at Pikes, uh, out of out of the flashback, uh, Raw is telling of how the Federation changed his life, and how Jagal changed him, which is the planet that um, Mbenga was stationed on. There, mm-hmm. Mbenga says Jagal changed a lot of them. Yeah. Raw realizes Mbenga was on Jagal. He says the fighting was pointless, and so he escaped. Ortega says. Uh, Klingon mock talk judge and tries to shame Ra. Mm-hmm. Um, Klingon mock talk judge, you might remember, was the Klingon war cry from the Klingon war mm-hmm. uh, from the first season of Discovery, which means remain Klingon. Mm-hmm. Um, so he Ra says he's trying to make up for his past, and Ortegas walks out. Yeah, Pike apologizes to him and goes after her. I do like how she is just like flat out like being like no i'm not i'm not playing this game anymore yeah like she's told to sit down and she just like puts mm-hmm. her hands behind her back yeah. <laughs> and just like make me sit down motherfucker mm-hmm. pike notices mbenga is also stressed out and excuses him from the dinner yeah uh, he's like making a diamond with his fist <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's doing the arthur meme where yeah it's the clenched fist thing <laughs> yeah 
before he leaves, Raw asks him to do some Klingon MMA with him. But I do like how when he's walking by, like Raw grabs his arm. It's pretty. It's pretty Klingon. It's I'm pretty Klingon. Like, and, and like the look on Mbinga's face, like he's like, "Can you believe the audacity of this man?" To yes. Touch me? Like right. he's just like he looks like he's about to explode on this motherfucker. Oh, he's he's gonna go fucking <laughs> yeah. He's his face says this sheer fucking yeah. 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 I it, like him being a like does a great job. Babs mm-hmm. does a make it great job in this in this uh, episode. He does, he does, and he's like he is like very emotive and whispery, mm-hmm. but in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does have that 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 sense that he's like seething he's very calm but mm-hmm. he, like you could tell like yeah he's just like very he's like very just disciplined and just yeah like, he's 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 a man on the edge but <laughs> like the only thing keeping him back is like his training and his discipline yeah and him like wanting to do better yes yeah <laughs> but if if not you know he's ready to just like kick this guy's head off mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh in the past in a flashback Mbenga sees the man that he saved by doing the heart thing Mm-hmm. And they talk about how they joined Starfleet. He says that they fight to win, but uh, he says they fight to win, hoping it won't change them. He says they fight for peace, mm-hmm. which is you know, ni- nice ideals, I guess. Yeah. And Benga finds Chapel, uh, and uh, still in his flashback, and uh, she heard Black Ops was planning to kill Raw in a huge offensive, in her words. Uh, the man he saved is going on the mission, and Mbenga tries to uh, dissuade him from doing so. Yeah, and on, on the suicide end of the of, yeah. the, of the of the mission, where it's mm-hmm. be the, the distractions that let the Black Ops guys do their thing. Right, right, right. And he, yeah. he calls it a suicide mission, and the guy's like, uh, "It's it's my duty. It's what I'm gonna do." Yeah. Well, I, if I gotta distract people so these guys can like assassinate this dude. Every army needs cannon fodder. Yes, and that's. That's I think Operation the, Cannon Fodder. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the worst parts of war. Yep. Um, so back in the future on the Enterprise, Spock and Chapel talk, and he wants to help her, uh, but thinks that uh, he's just making it worse. She says war makes sense if you've been there, and Spock says maybe she needs some time alone, which is actually reasonable. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can, yeah, I can see Sharon needing some uh, alone time, not from you being a little fucking little dickweed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not being like the, this overly sensical guy who can't like understand fucking war and yeah, war trauma. Yeah, I know. No, war trauma is not logical. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why don't you just simply stop thinking about it? You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone on this co- on the ship has PTSD. What is that? Have you tried uh, sleep and exercise? <laughs> like, I have been playing a harp, <laughs> and that has been very, very calming. Very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. Shall I get you a harp? I don't want to fuck it up! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, back in a flashback in the past, they're under siege and uh, can't transport the Black Ops team back. Mm. To get enough power... They need to delete the dying man from the transport buffer from earlier. And they do it. Yeah. Mbenga makes that decision. He's like, do it. Fucking kill him. I mean, honestly, that dude's, like, entrails were on the outside of his body. Yeah, that dude was inside out. He wasn't (laughs) doing so well. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, I think passing away in a pattern buffer is probably going to be better. The best possible outcome for him. Right. So in the present, (coughs) Mbenga does uh, some Klingon MMA with Raw. 
and he says he wants to be allies. Uh, Ross says he wants to be allies with Mbenga so they can send a powerful message together. You would have been amazing, though. What? Um, if they had done um, Riker's um, martial arts. Oh, that would have been sick as hell. Yeah. If they had the had had the had the um, the helmet on and then like the um, American gladiator batons mm-hmm. and fought that way, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been sick as hell. But I do like I do like their red geese. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. And I do like I do like their fight. Like I thought mm-hmm. they came off of it very very cool. Yeah, yeah. It actually was pretty well choreographed. I thought mm-hmm. it wasn't too like action cut. Like once every half second, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and it was a lot of more grappling than I thought it was going to be. Too. Yeah, no, it actually it, it came off as like a practice like judo type fight. Yes. And I was like, fucking okay. Yeah, it seems like they actually got a real fight choreographer to like plan this out for them, mm-hmm. um, and they executed it well. So, yeah. so uh, good job to the fight choreographer, stunt coordinators, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fucking great. Even though Ra definitely looks like he's probably like in the Steven Seagal. Oh type, yeah, type, yeah uh, just like touching him, and he fucking yeah. flips over. Yeah, like yeah, he was he was been doing a lot of standing because also it looked like yeah, I mean you I mean Ra had a limp, like mm-hmm. he's walking with a cane, so it's just like that's true. He is. I, I did like how he's just like I'm more virile than I see up here. Mm-hmm. He's doing yeah. the Willy Wonka on him. Yeah, he's doing the Willy Wonka. Do, yeah. Doing that Willy Wonka on him. Yeah, that's that's another thing. I wonder because like because like given his personality, I do wonder if maybe like he didn't even really need the cane. Oh, he probably didn't. I yeah, mean, it's a power cane. Yeah, power cane. Yeah. Oh, do you think it's just a giant vibrator? <laughs> well, I think I think to elicit sympathy, mm-hmm. kind of you know, how like Weinstein like showed up in court, you know, in, in a wheelchair, right, right, type stuff, and um, so it's just like you know, just like you know, I'm old and weak. I'm I'm just look. I have I have human teeth. I have human teeth. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have this cane. Mm-hmm. I'm enfeebled. I don't. I'm I'm not a threat. So I, right. I do wonder if it's like if the cane itself was like a survival tactic. Pulling that Willy Wonka on him. Pulling Willy Wonka. Um, so Ra keeps winning fights. Uh, so Mbenga asks if he really killed civilians, and he pretty much admits that he did. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, it's complicated, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, then he asks about the Klingons that he killed, because apparently um, Ra killed, like, three Klingons. Killed the other, yeah, the other generals. Yeah, the other generals, and that's, like, how he defected, which is, yes. like, why the Federation has so much trust in him <coughs> is because, yeah, he, like, killed everybody mm-hmm. and fleed. Yes. Fled. Uh, which, you know, that's something that you probably would do if you were defecting, like, in a big way. Yeah. So he says he got the name uh, the Butcher of Jagal for doing what was right, killing the three Klingons. And uh, Ra... Uh, just uh, takes his leave. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm out of here now. Uh, so Mbenga goes into the sonic shower, and uh, somehow he's like wet before he goes in. The, I guess he's sweating, but he's well, like I, wet I, all over. Well, I, I think I don't think the sonic shower has any. Water. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. But he's like, when he goes into the shower, he's like incredibly moist as a person. He is very moist. Yeah, he's, I mean, very he's moist. sweaty from fighting a Klingon. Yeah, he's without like, his super meth. Yeah, he's like extra moist though. Yeah, like very moist. Um, <laughs> so he goes into the sonic shower and has some war flashbacks. Yeah, uh, it was a total Kling, uh, total civilian massacre. Mm-hmm. He grabs a Klingon knife and leaves to go kill Ra. Yeah, he sees like the duty patched up with a throat throat slit. Mm-hmm. And yep, Nandorian dead. Yep, everyone dead. Everyone dead. Yeah. 
So back in the present, Una enters Pike's quarters, and she says <coughs> they need to get Ra off the ship for the sake of the Klingon war veterans. Yeah. Back in the past, uh, people are looking for Mbenga, and he's going to kill Ra and save as many people as he can. Uh, he gives her some Protocol 12, the super meth, <laughs> and he takes off. Super meth! Hell yeah. Um, back on the Enterprise in the present, Mbenga looks at Protocol 12 while Ra enters... Uh, Protocols of the Elders of 12. <laughs> <laughs> Protocols of the Council of 12. Yeah. That's a, that's a reference to... Um, to Animorphs that you don't get because you don't read. Nah. You don't read real literature. I don't read the Animorphs. <laughs> so Mbenga asks him to leave and uh, he... <laughs> I do love this scene where he's like, please, I beg you, yeah. just get out of here. Yeah, and he actually like, yeah, he does it. It's, it's actually later in the scene, but he like puts the prayer hands up and he's, he's like, like, come on. Please leave. So <laughs> Just leave me the fuck alone, you fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so... Mbenga asks him to leave and says he won't try to absolve his war crimes or make him feel okay. Yeah. So Mbenga uh, <coughs> reiterates his war crimes of killing civilians. Uh, he says the war turned him into a monster, that he was the one who killed his men. Mm. Mbenga... It wasn't Kili that fought the hardest. It was blah blah. He's just like, what? Yeah, um, I do not know what you're referencing there. That's because he's like, because he, uh, he asked. Oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. He asked um, uh, which which of your oh, generals yeah. fought the hardest. Right, 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 he right. Says wrong. He says it's oh, like yeah. some other guy. And I, uh, yeah, I thought your blah blah was like a <laughs> reference to something. Okay, I couldn't I remember know. the. I couldn't remember the other right, thing right. that actually fought mm -hmm. the hardest. Yeah. Um, so Mbenga says that he is in fact Mbenga is the butcher of Jagal, mm -hmm. which is wild. Wild yeah. reveal here. A good twist to the episode, actually. I yeah. Think. Um, and it actually it also reveals like how Mbenga is so like traumatized from the war, but at the same time seemingly like a very competent warrior. Yes. H however, never having, at least previously as we known, fought in the war. Yes. Because um, that's why I wasn't getting the sense that like just from Ra's demeanor, mm -hmm. like he definitely seems like he's more of the politician class. Right. Right. Of not Klingons. not a butcher. Not right. not a fighter. Like right, right, like right. he can order. Like mm -hmm. he can order like the massacre of civilians. But, right, but, right. But physically overpowering three other Klingon warriors no, seems because yeah he's he's kind of like stocky mm -hmm. and um, uh, a real uh, <coughs> Saddam Hussein body type, yes, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and so <coughs> he definitely in and his in his skills seem more of yeah as we mm -hmm. were saying like more of being charismatic mm -hmm. and uh, talkative. No. like he's kind of like a Galron. Right, right. Like, kind of just like not like not. He has no honor. Mm -hmm. He's he's just a you know he's kind of slimy and mm -hmm. opportunist. Yeah. So uh, Mbenga accuses him of using the blood on his hands to rehabilitate his reputation, mm -hmm. which is a, a pretty pretty powerful line, I think. Yeah, it's a hard um, line. Yeah, yeah. Mbenga says uh, his work um, is built and wait, I don't know what I wrote there. Um. It's built on a throne of lies. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was built on lies, yeah. and he never paid for his crimes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a struggle behind, like, a frosted glass, so yeah. we don't really get to see exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a struggle, and Mbenga picks up the Klingon knife out of his box and uh, stabs Ra right in the heart. Mm -hmm. And apparently Ra only has one heart. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have a redundant heart. 
Yeah, and that, I wish they talked about that. Yeah, or something because like he he stabs him in presumably like in an organ or something. I mean, obviously Mbenga knows probably a good bit about uh, Klingon, Klingon, yeah, Klingon anatomy, but at the same time, like Klingons have like fully redundant organs in order to prevent being stabbed to death like that yes. with one blow. Mm-hmm. You know, so that kind of took me out of it a little bit. I'm mm. like. Huh. Wonder how, wonder why he died for that reason. And I mm. wish they would have like it just had a line or two about it. Well, like, you be, got him right in right in the both of the hearts. That would be funny if he did like the horror movie um, um, last scare type mm. thing. <laughs> like they're all sitting over him. They goes ah! and then they shoot him. <laughs> uh, He's yeah. only got one brain. <laughs> Does he though? Do Klingons have two brains? Mm. They have, they have really strong foreheads, so maybe the bullet would def- deflect it off. That's true. Probably. Yeah. <coughs> so, um, uh, in Pike's room, Laon and Chapel confirm Mbenga is in fact the butcher of Jagal. No, they don't. Huh? Yeah, he keep he still keeps it secret. Pike does, or Laon and Chapel. Um, Pike, Laon, and Chapel all know. I don't think they know. I think they know. I don't know why I wrote that if they don't know, but we'll uh, whatever. Uh, Chapel, I got the sense that he kept still kept that as a, it's a secret because no, no, because Chapel knows because she says uh, no well, one ever really knows what goes on in someone's heart. Oh, I mean, Cha- yeah, uh, Chapel knows because yeah. she was there, but I don't right. think. I don't, but as uh, for everyone else, I don't think they know. Uh, I th- I think in with the scene in Pike and Laon and Chapel. I think, well, well I think Pike is like it. yeah. I th- I think Pike still says he's the butcher mm-hmm. and and. Because that's the thing, like they're going over <coughs> the, uh, the 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 um, mm-hmm. the knife, and they say they say that like, oh, um, he snuck it on board. Yeah, Ross snuck it on board, and they, mm-hmm. he still frames him for, um, still frames him for that. Hmm. Uh, but but they know now that Mbenga is the one who killed the Klingons. Those three know. Do they? I think they do. They confirm it. Go back and watch it. So Chapel says no one ever really knows what goes on in someone's heart, referring to Mbenga. Mm-hmm. Um, Pike tells Mbenga there will be an investigation, and Mbenga says he didn't instigate the fight. Mm-hmm. He says Ra was living a lie, and he murdered children. Yes. Uh, and uh, I, I think this is making a great case for uh, killing every motherfucker from Operation Paperclip. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. should we should still have like people who hunt like ninety year old Nazis. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. We still have Nazis. I mean, like yeah. like uh, you saw um, the DeSantis video, right, made by the staffers. No. Um, one of uh, DeSantis's staffers mm-hmm. um, made a video and then shared it on the official DeSantis account, mm-hmm. and in it there's a um, a twirling black sun that's over the oh, other no. sun. Oh no! And, and with 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 soldiers marching into it, and <clears throat> and so Desantis, the official Desantis account, shared it mm-hmm. with, and it has a very obvious, well-known Nazi iconography in it, mm-hmm. and and they, I guess, like some, I guess someone figured out, like, oh no, that's the Black Sun, yeah, and so they they deleted it off of there, but it was still released. And so it's just like, yeah, we still have, and this is, and I guess like um, one of his staffers mm-hmm. made the video, yeah, and then shared it from an anonymous account, 
Oh wow! And then he shared that video. That, that was super what, cool. So yeah, it's like so it was he, coordinated. So yeah, I mean, we still have Nazis. They're still oh, yeah. Up, and and instead they and like and and also he's saying like, oh, I didn't know that's what the black sun was. I thought it was a cool design mm-hmm. that I included in the video. And so it's like, <clears throat> you know, they do this thing where they can't say it. They can't say they're Nazis with their chests usually. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so they don't, they won't go out and write it, but they'll just do this whole thing where like do the do the nod and the wink and do the dog whistles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we still have a huge Nazi fascist problem in this country. Yeah, because we didn't extinguish it in the first place. I mean, no. And honestly, the end of World War II, I think, is very com- comparable to like Reconstruction. Yeah. Where basically, I mean, we just excused a whole bunch of fucking racists and Nazis. Yeah, and we just and they. I mean, they were they were they were proto Nazis. Nazism did not exist yet, but yeah. like. You know, like they still believed in essentially uh, proto-fascism. Yeah, and the, and the war ended. We didn't like punish them. We just gave them new jobs. We gave them new jobs. We mm-hmm. gave them positions in the government. Yep. We uh, didn't take away their land. Like we we mm-hmm. didn't do anything we should have done. Like because really, I think the United States basically agreed with Nazis in the anyway. I mean, I don't know. I always have I, mean, this, I always have this idea feeling like you know, <coughs> the America America could have easily joined. <laughs> the side of the germans oh the axis <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean the, the i think the only reason we didn't is because they had their own weapons manufacturing yeah. s- centralized there mm-hmm. and you know we were brought into the war largely because you know we were selling at least on the western front um not the the pacific front but uh largely because we were heavily allied w- uh, in weapons deals with the english and uh and the french yeah so yeah but we still had a Nazi rally in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, uh, fucking sold that shit. I think like forty thousand people or something yeah. like that. It was Henry insane. Ford got one of the highest uh, civilian medals uh, from Nazi Germany. Cool. Hitler got uh, Man of the Year from Time. I think yeah. in the thirties at some point. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Um. So. <laughs> uh. Mbenga says there's certain things that do not deserve forgiveness, and he's glad that Ra is dead. Uh, <laughs> yes, he deserved to die, and I hope he burns in hell! Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty hard, man. Pretty hard. <coughs> yeah. Uh, we get a chief medical officer's <sighs> log here at the end, and Biobed 2 is working again, but it will break down again, as some things cannot be repaired. End of episode. Mbenga's the bed. Mbenga is a bed. Yep, he's he's bed he's number bio two. Bio bed two. He's bio bed two. Yeah. Yep, he's broken inside. He is. And as the band name, broken inside. Yeah, but, uh, he also bio bed two gave up its daughter to a nebula. Oh yeah. After meeting it for like an hour <laughs> and uh, being tricked by it into yeah. uh, the Elysian Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes oh, you sometimes you gotta give your dying daughter to a nebula. Sometimes you do. I mean, it's just a thing that every grown man has to do. That's why I'm non-binary, because I didn't want to have to do that. Yes. You didn't uh, want to uh, be like, and got the vasectomy. You don't to, yeah, exactly. You don't have to, don't have to give, the, give the daughter to the nebula. Yeah. Um, but uh, what did you, you think of this episode? I liked it. I did, too. I didn't, I didn't love it, yeah. but I liked it. It definitely brought up some, like, interesting questions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just like, you know, and I like how they did keep, like, um, the fight between Ra and Mbinga vague. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if, like, in Ra's last moments, he's, like, trying to cover up, like... Right, right. And, like, he's trying to be, like... Or is <coughs> it just Mbinga's rage towards this man who he refuses to rehabilitate? Yes. Like, an actual, like, war criminal who, I mean, 
is very charming, yes, but does not deserve the praise nor the grace no, that he's getting. No, no, he doesn't. And that's a, and he also comes off as possibly like you know his 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 um he comes off as though his like his allegiance could change on the mark on the twi- on the on the on the on a dime. Like it could just be like it's like he you know he saw which way the war was going mm-hmm. and took the path that where he where he could be he could remain safe yeah and now he's just and now and, and he's enough of a chameleon to understand how he needs to look how he needs to act and that's why i i that's why i wish they commented I, I i'm not sure if they did but comment on his teeth because mm-hmm. the teeth is a no, big I thing did, no i don't remember <coughs> the teeth. and I, I, I don't know maybe it's in, 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 like in, in, in an inadvertent thing or, mm-hmm. or something like you know like you know like maybe like the actor didn't want to act with the teeth <laughs> act with a with the with the with sharp Klingon teeth in his mouth but he had very pearly white veneers hmm. and it's just like yeah like like he's 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 filling into this role of just being a um being a you know of survival and just mm-hmm. like you know saying like okay well okay i need to i need to be this in order to survive and and uh escape any sort of justice and mm-hmm. and 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 then showed like how he was able to just like seamlessly take credit for killing those three you know uh, uh, which was supposedly like a huge heroic act on his part but mm-hmm. he actually didn't do anything like yeah. and he did order what he what he did do is order the uh, murder of civilians mm-hmm. And he had no hero heroism. No, and no. He and but he did say like right before he died that he was ashamed of his cowardice. Yeah, which is you know at least something of a reckoning. But yeah. it's like still like unable to come to terms with the fact that he did order civilians' deaths yeah. and that he is completely irredeemable. Yes, and I do really like that they drove home. I think it was very responsible and politically good writing in the end. Like the the some things can't be forgiven. Yes. Like Mbenga saying that, I totally agreed with that. Although, I would have loved for maybe Pike to say it or someone who didn't just maybe commit a murder. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, still someone who deserved to be murdered. It's just like you know, like a, a Shinzo Abe. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. There's there's no redeeming like trying to rewrite history. Yeah. yeah, and and I think yeah, and Binga made the right decision because you know it's like it definitely like you know it's like who who attacked who, mm-hmm. and like yeah, like did Binga just like decide to be like you know I'm finishing this, right. and like I see I know, <clears throat> like Binga is like the only one who has a, a the actual like good read on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> besides besides because Chaplin, he. N- Mbenga knows him, but he doesn't know Mbenga. Yes, yeah, and like, and and yeah, like to to Ra, Mbenga's complete stranger until this right, moment. Right, right. But they've had like a huge intersection in their lives, and yes. like mm-hmm. basically, Ra has been taking credit and absolving it, you as as uh, fucking Mbenga said, using the blood on Mbenga's hands to wash away his sins, which yes. is like fucking hard. <clears throat> yeah, it was fucking hard, and. Yeah, and I thought Mbinga was right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, like, you, we're just, like, we have, like, literal Hitler. I mean, he had the Hitler stash. (laughs) So I I think in as much, like, this actually is probably the episode of Strange New Worlds with the best politics, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I mean, Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach, I thought Mm -hmm. was really pretty good politics too mm-hmm. and so like i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say it was it was it davy perez who wrote both of them i think he might are be my favorite favorite writer on here davy perez yeah mm. um yeah 
Oh, no, never mind. He didn't write uh, Lift Us, We're Suffering. That was the one who wrote the previous episode. Uh, Bill something. Bill woke off, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, fucking, he's, he's woke off. Uh, woke off. Woke off. Um, yeah, but uh, I really like this episode, and I really like Davey Perez's writing. He writes in, like, a pretty pretty classic Star Trek style, I think. Yeah. Like, he's really good at, like, uh, you know both philosophical and ethical quandaries kind mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of, you know, the DS9 episode with the Cardassian guy. Remember, like, the... They, well, it was, like, the, the war criminal, uh, but it was actually, like, another... A guy who was, like, a low-level functionary mm-hmm. who got surgery to look like the war oh, criminal. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, and, uh, and it had the same kind of, like, uh, you know, rea- uh, reaction with Kira. Mm-hmm. And they, and you know, her, you know, and, and there was kind of like a mystery of like, is this guy actually like this massive war criminal? And, mm-hmm. and like, okay, well, well, how do we treat him? Mm-hmm. And you know, and then it turns out, you know, he's actually just a guy who got you know facial reconstruction surgery, and and like Kira goes through a whole thing where she's like, you know, like you know, at first he's like, I want to kill this motherfucker, and mm-hmm. then wanting to save him, but the guy's like, has like that survivor's guilt, or like that. Feels like guilty for what he did. He's he's like uh, Oli. What what's their face who detransitioned from uh, oh, Oli London? Korea. Yeah, Oli London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Same but, the, story. But, but this but the Kardashian actually feels feels guilt. Yeah, as, like Oli London's just like I'm going to make money. Yeah, Oli London is the f- one of the funniest griffs. Oli London is raw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, no, that's giving Ollie London way too much credit. Yeah. Ra is at least charming. Yeah, <laughs> and, th- and that's the thing I do like with Ra's character is it's like they did make him very ambiguous about where, like he actually kind of just like you know it's like is he really reformed or is he just like playing a role, being a chameleon, trying to just like play people as as as, as fiddles. Sounds like uh, one Barah Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barah Hussein Obama. Barah Hussein. <laughs> but yeah. It, uh, it, one, one because he has a Saddam Hussein body type. Hussein body type. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I did like that a lot. Because yeah, because like, he comes off as like as repentant. He comes mm. off as like kind of like, you know, pathetic. You know, he has a cane. Yeah. But like, and yeah. He, but he, and he comes off as very charismatic. And that, you know, and that's what you see with like, you know, war criminals and warlords. Like, right, yeah, right. it's like. There are people who are who are career politicians who yeah. like that's that's where their skill set is is right. like being just like likable and or like charismatic or like have like that sort of like leadership type mm-hmm. position. Yeah, like fucking like Henry Kissinger's all like I'm old and feeble and a hundred years old. Yeah. But it's motherfucking on site with that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> on site. And yeah, it's just like but yeah. I, I, I liked I like that and Bingo stabbed him. Yeah, 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 that was that was a very dramatic, very Shakespearean kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like yeah. this episode was pretty Shakespearean, and yeah, and uh, it didn't seem like he's going to get any mu- like Mbinga looks like he's going to get any sort of like uh, get in trouble. <laughs> no, 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 fucking Pike's going to cover this one up. Yeah, you know because uh, he did stab a- Ambassador to death. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's just like, but he also killed three Klingon generals. So he's he's now like a fucking war hero. Yeah, that no one gets to know that he's no. a fucking war hero. And yeah, and and just like how like you know like a lot of the crew members that mm-hmm. didn't participate in the Klingon wars like you know didn't really get where the 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 veterans are coming from. It's like you know the 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 order to like you know be nice to to Ra definitely came from like some fucking like idiot in an office. Idiot in an office who probably has never left Earth. Yeah. <coughs> and so it's just like 
And but and I could see them also being very angry at Mbinga for you know. I wonder if this will come up in later episodes. Like Pro- probably. I hope they they kind of build on this more and like yeah, because I could see him uh, getting in trouble with like one of those like guys on, guys in an office on Earth who have never left mm-hmm. and have no I no, no I no, like they they just see the political perspective of this mm-hmm. and the political like having the political advantage of ha- of of having had a uh, Klingon ambassador mm-hmm. on their side. And, you know, and then and for them, it's easy to forgive whatever horrible war crimes oh, yeah. he committed because that's like because you didn't it's lose anyone. Yeah, it's You're intellectual freaking, to them. It's yeah. like it's like it's something that they can't even experience or even like manifest in their brain of how that would affect somebody. No, or, or they can't like, conceptualize or that shit. Yeah, they can't conceptualize it. So it's just like, but what they can conceptualize is like, hey, I really needed this fucking um, Klingon mm. <laughs> to. He was to, important for, to me. He was like, important uh, to our I mean, to our political it, to our political part. It's thing. it's material conditions. The yeah. material conditions change political attitudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you have your things that are important to you and fucking people in Washington D.C. are not prioritizing the global South. No. I mean militarily they are. I mean really CIA, we have we have two politicians right now who don't even know where they are. Yes. <laughs> who just who I uh eight hundred and twenty three billion dollars or was it billion or yeah billion yeah, do- yeah eight hundred twenty three billion dollars and mm-hmm. and um and defense spending yeah. and don't even know what they're saying I no do. no no fucking Diane Feinstein is fucking talking fucking wacky doodles and they have to tell her to shut up and vote yeah really like she, she fucking voted for a Republican measure yeah a couple weeks ago and, and someone like one of her staffers had to be like no 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 that's not how you're voting and she's like Oh yeah, she's she's just like she's 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 a blood bag on on life support. That's that's you know just rubber stamping things. They're just Mm -hmm. they they probably have a contraption connected to her that's just like if anyone has a Klingon knife and access to (laughs) Diane Feinstein, yeah. Um, like we're not saying do anything, but you know. no, no. I just I just mentioned those two things in the same sentence, yeah, and I'm going to leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's a great place to leave the show it for is. today. Yeah. Um, good yeah. episode. We had two good episodes this week. Hell yeah, uh, two very different but good episodes. Yeah, I I'd say fucking honestly, I'm at the point where I'm confident in saying 2023, I think is the best year in Trek. Hmm. I think we got the second half of Prodigy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I keep, I keep forgetting how long how uh, it's been like what half a year already yeah it's been a little more than half a year god damn we're, in, we're almost at the eight month of the year brother god damn yeah gosh gosh darn god damn dad gum it um wow time flies when you're having fun time flies when you want to die yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's uh, i think a place to leave it yeah uh, thanks for see those two episodes this week definitely start watching start watching strange new worlds if you haven't yet it's fucking great uh, yeah i like the cast mm-hmm. everyone's good yeah fun time for everyone it is a fun time for everyone and they have got wacky episodes they got serious episodes they got mm-hmm. episodes that make you think they yes, got them all do we yeah. love we the love whole to see smorgasbord it. of 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 things you can enjoy mm-hmm. hell yeah well uh thanks for hanging with the soldiers yeah uh, be well travel safe and um shave uh, shave your junk no shave it Everyone likes nice, clean, pristine junk. She would ritualistically shave my testicles. There really is nothing like a Sean scrotum. I suggest you try it. Hell yeah. <laughs> what he said. That's Dr. Evil. Oh, okay. In I, summer, we'd make meat helmets. I, d- I don't watch those movies. You don't like Austin Powers? No. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> that's like one of the best scenes from Austin I Powers. Like, I, I, I ironically think it's funny, but very ironically. I think it's genuinely funny. I think it's great. I have very little patience <coughs> for uh, <coughs> for like comedians playing multiple characters in movies yeah. pretty much ever. I mean, I think it goes off the rails when he's playing like fat bastard. Oh, it's terrible. Um, gold, gold, member. gold member sucks. Yeah, gold a terrible character. Awful. But I think the first Austin Powers is a genuinely good movie. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give it that it's like a, a good movie and it's very watchable and it has some fun moments. Uh, What's but the Russian doing here? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a Cold War, Austin. It's mm. like, oh, finally gave those capitalist pigs what for, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, Soyagers. <laughs> Hang Dong, dong and Shocker. Science rules. You know, on TikTok, they've been showing all the old, um, uh, like uh, Bill Nye was a comedian and he made uh, videos for King Five. Oh yeah, I know. He was on uh, Almost Live or whatever. Mm, yeah, yeah. It was really funny. Yeah, he played a. No, it's not funny. No, he, funny. He, play, he played. He played the Walker, which is the least funny character of all time. He played a a lawyer. Oh prostitute. yeah, the, the, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. That was that one was an okay sketch. Mm. Uh, it was the the lawyers of Aurora Avenue. Yeah. Which is uh, if if you're not familiar with Seattle, a a place where a lot of prostitutes hang out. A lot of them. Yeah. We had a we had a coworker that would always get go to Aurora Avenue. Oh, was that? Um... Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> he would show us pictures of uh, of the uh, of the ladies of the night that he picked up. And oh, say, he never did that for me. Oh, probably because I was his boss technically. Yeah, I know. He well, he would show introduce them as his girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I went I went to his church one time. The Russian one? Yeah, that's a whole other story for another time. <sighs> yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.